0: hey girl what's good what's popping what's happening how you feeling today girl I'm good I ain't got no complaints um I know you got something juicy for me so what is the tea this time what you got
1: so friend I have a question for you today so I'm not sure if you saw it Uh-oh. but there was a snippet of a future song that was released. Don't quote me, but it said something to the effect of tell Steve Harvey, I don't want her. And then he goes on basically to call Michael B. Jordan a lame. Now, Future has is dating somebody else. And Lori is dating Michael B. Jordan. So, I have to ask you, do you think that Future is bitter or hating? Or is it just like... A rapper thing where he just threw it out casually, no malice, no ill feeling.
0: I definitely think he's petty. I definitely think he's in his feelings. He's a he's one of them toxic niggas that be bitter. I really do believe that. I mean, let's roll it all the way back to Sierra. He really lost a good woman with Sierra, okay? And she really tried to hold it down for him and he messed that up. And he tried to kind of trash her low key also whenever she got with Russell and it was that whole thing about oh, you in my son's life. Well, at least he's stepping up, okay? Right. And so then now it's like Lori Harvey and I feel like Lori was playing the game as she should being young and fine as she should. You know what I'm saying? Like she the way that the media portrayed it is like she just up and left him you know, and he really seemed like the guy that he's the one to up and lead a woman. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think that he's bitter. I definitely think he meant what he said in the song. Um, I got to hear the song because his beats be hitting, honestly. But um, but then um, for him to like take jabs at Michael B. Jordan, it's like, why are you worried about what he doing? Like, especially when you supposedly have somebody already, and then you got about four, five baby mamas. So I just don't understand how you even have the time to worry about what Lori and Michael are doing. I don't know, girl. What do you think? I definitely think it's petty.
1: I think that if you have somebody and you happy, like, okay, this person moved on and they have this person. So what does it mean to me? I got somebody else. I like this person. We in love. We doing what we do. I just think that it was petty. I think that it was bitter and I think it was like a low-hand dirty move. Um, Steve Harvey is probably glad that you don't want her because I doubted that he liked yes. you. Yes. Um, I don't think that um, I'm one of those few people. I think that Michael Jordan is cute, but I don't think he's just like fine, fine like everybody thinks he is. Like I think he's attractive, but I just think that, as we all know, Michael Jordan has been voted the finest person on the earth. So I don't think that he's worried about you. And Honestly, if we're, if we're talking and we're being honest, Lori and Michael B. Jordan make better sense than Lori and Future. I think mm-hmm. that Lori was just having a good time. I think that she got out of him what she could. And I think that she saw that he wasn't really serving her, that she, that's not somebody that she could be with long term. Because Lori's really young. She's like under 25, isn't she? I know she's legal, but she's like 25 right Yeah, or I think right? she's around that
0: age yeah so Mm -hmm.
1: you know if she's about to be 25 around that age she's getting to and i think michael b jordan is like 10 years older than her um she's probably Mm -hmm. getting to the age where she kind of is thinking about wanting to settle down or thinking about having a person and if she's doing that i think that michael b jordan makes sense i don't think that feature makes sense because what are you gonna do with all of those children and all of those baby mamas sierra can do nothing with it so what are you going to do anything with it? Right. But yeah, I just thought what he did wasn't cool. Um but I still be buffing feature, I'm not going to lie. Cuz he, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, he especially the when you uh pre-gaming at home or something, girl, yes. Them songs, but actually, the way that he responded to everything that was lame. So I don't know why he's trying to say Michael is lame. He said the same thing about Russell being lame. Russell, first of all, see Era definitely upgraded after Future, so that's why he mad. And then I honestly feel like Lori upgraded after Michael. Future not cute. First of all, let's not even if we like you <laughs> said being if we be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, so speaking of these dating and relationships drama. Let's get into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, tell me how you would respond in this situation. So I got to set up the scene for you, okay? So y'all know the R&B singer, Sammy, right? So I follow him. And one day, as I was being nosy, I saw on his IG um, that he was showing off his girlfriend, right? This was around the time of, I believe it's her birthday, um, and he took her out on like a vacation. So they were chilling by the pool, and he's on his IG live, and he high key, not low key, high key, checks her by saying something like, I don't need you to tell, uh, need you to tell, I don't need to tell you where I'm going. Um, I don't know anybody here. If I go to the bathroom, I'm going to the bathroom. I don't have to tell you that. And he said all of this on IG Live and she said nothing. So how would you respond to the situation if you were the girlfriend, Shelby, um, you know, on IG Live, all his fans see him like getting irritated and checking her? And do you think it's okay to like check your significant other like that? What do you think? You know, I already got a lot of thoughts. Um, but what I will say <laughs> is I read the comment that he posted,
1: that the shade room posted when he, the shade room reached out to him because he got, I don't know if you saw about that. He got really upset that the shade room posted that, but the shade room posted that because people kept tagging him. And he said that he did that and he was acting like that because he had a surprise for her and he was trying to surprise her and that that everybody was making him out to be this bad person. So I just wanted to put that context out there. Now, shifting back into the question. Um, that would have made me mad. I mean, let me tell you why. Like, I can understand you trying to surprise somebody and doing something nice for somebody, but anybody that knows me knows that I'm really big on how people talk to me. I'm really big on how you approach me and how you say things. I say this all the time. Everybody's entitled to feel how they feel, everybody's entitled to you know be upset or angry or feel some type of way but what you're not entitled to do is talk to me like you crazy talk to sarah like that talk to anybody else but before you come to me come correct because i don't i think i think for you to talk to somebody in an aggressive tone like that in a rude tone like that um that lets me know that he does that a lot in my personal opinion that lets me know that's his demeanor Because she asked you a simple question, even if you were just going to the bath, like even if you were trying to surprise her, you could have just been like, oh, babe, I'm just going to the bathroom or "Oh, I just got to do this surprise or I have to do this or that. Like, it's really all in your tone. And I think from what it appears to be is he's just the type of person that probably doesn't like to be questioned. And then also he's been a celebrity all his life. So people have been his yes man all his life. And people tend not to check people that have money or have status or, you know, have all of these things. So that would have been an issue for me. That would have been a problem for me because I don't care what you were doing. I tell people all the time, like, I don't, if I don't speak to you in a way that's rude and demeaning and that puts you down, I don't expect that in return. And if you have to speak to me like that to get your point across or to say something, I don't want you. Like, you can't be with me because I don't take any type of disrespect. Like that. I personally don't think it's okay to check. I, th- I think the way that he checked her, I don't think that's okay. I'm one of those people that you have to do something drastic. I'm talking about super drastic for me to be rude or check you in public. That's just not my personality. I never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I never want to disrespect for anybody or, you know, make anybody even more upset. And I don't want anybody to do that to me in return. So usually if I have an issue with my significant other or partner, I'm either going to I'm probably going to wait till we're not in front of people or I'm going to text you and let you know that we need to step outside real quick and talk about this. And let me get this off my spirit before we have an issue. Um, but I just think that the way that he went about it was wrong. And I think that he needs to be more aware of how he speaks to her. But just the way that she reacted, if you have noticed, friend, when you looked at it, she really didn't have a reaction. And to me... Mm-hmm that signifies that he does this all the time. So when he said, y'all are trying to make Mm -hmm. me out to be a bad person, no, you made yourself look like that in the way that you spoke to her, in the way that you acted toward her, in that demeanor. Like, you told on yourself. You don't have to share her with us. We don't care. You brought that, but when you 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 took yourself on live and you knew that people were going to come to live, and now you're mad that they're telling you about yourself, so I personally think that he probably has a lot more inner work to do, and I think that he needs to check how he speaks to her because Erica, we would have had a major problem because you would have heard on that love on that live all kind of words. <laughs>
0: Girl, for me, that IG would have said live ended because I like do, do not play with me. I am not. I First of all, <laughs> I don't hold my tongue with stuff like that. So if you come at me, I'm coming right back. Like, I don't care if that sounds toxic, but you're not about to talk to me like that. And me not saying anything, especially in front of all your fans. No, but I think you made a great point. I didn't even think about that, Shelby, is how you guys, after he did all of that, she just sat there and did not say anything. Like she doesn't speak up for herself or speak back. Like that's how it came across to me, which could definitely mean that he always says that. So when I saw it, I immediately got embarrassed for her. I was like, I'm in. Imba- why am I getting secondhand embarrassed? Me, <laughs> like, I don't even know her. Like, but it was just like the way he tried to check her in public and then on live, like in front of everyone, just was inappropriate. And I, I hope he apologized to her because I definitely feel like there was definitely a better way to address it. And she just kind of sat there. And uh, to in my mind, I was like, see, this is why I can't date no R and B nigga because <laughs> nobody tells them nothing
2: about themselves.
0: <laughs> um but later like uh in the video uh when they were still sitting there he was like you know y'all just now seeing us this just because it's new to y'all um it's not new to us she's gonna be my wife and like she's sitting there like smiling once he said that and I'm just like oh so now you over here trying to smooth it over trying to tell her oh you about to be my wife and all this kind of stuff and I'm just like Okay, after you just verbally went off on her, like I don't I don't get that. And so like you were saying, she'lby with whatever he put on the shade room. I thought he was doing way too much by sending the shade room a DM and then he screenshotted the DM. And posted it to his IG talking about, y'all won't paint me like a toxic black man. Well, it was looking kind of toxic when you just went off on her and then was like, y'all, she about to be my wife. Like, you're doing a lot and you're telling on yourself, like you just said, Shelby. So I just feel like for me in relationships, do not check me in public. You handle it in private. Like, I just feel like it's a respect thing. Like, I'm not going to just... Just do that. I don't care. I just feel like as a couple, you should have each other's back, especially when you out and, you know, and you're definitely in another country where y'all both don't know anybody. Y'all can't just be sitting here, like, looking stupid, arguing about, or trying to call each other out about stuff. Like, I don't care if I'm wrong. You tell me I'm wrong when we get in the car, okay? You have my back up until we get to the car and then tell me. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like that. I thought it was wrong. And I personally don't think that it's okay to try to, like, check your significant other in public. I just think it's disrespectful. Right. So I yeah. definitely would have ended that live. Right.
1: Definitely. And I think that he, in like his mind, like, he really didn't see anything wrong with it. Like, I felt like he thought that was cute, which lets me know that he has never mm-hmm. really had anybody check him or hold him accountable for his actions.
0: Mm-hmm. He would have met the one that day. <laughs> like, Excuse me, what? Um, But anyway, let's keep it moving because I feel in my spirit, I'm getting fired up all over again. Because I remember when I first saw this, you guys, I immediately sent a text to Shelby. It was like, what do you think about this? (laughs) She was like, this bothers me. I was like, good, because it bothers me too. (laughs) Okay, so let's keep it moving to our journey segment. So this is when Shelby and I will discuss our journey on how things are going with building our brand, All Things Melanin. So Shelby, when building a brand from the ground up, many of us would say good things come to those who hustle. So let's talk about it. What does it mean to hustle and how have we hustled over these last three, almost four years? And is this true for us? what do you think
1: so my cliff notes ebonics version of what hustling means to shelby brenna so to me hustling (laughs) means like having a goal or a vision in mind and doing whatever you need to do legally to accomplish that goal when you're tired when you're exhausted when ends are not meeting up or when you don't even see the how like you just know that that's what you're supposed to do and what you, that's what you're destined to do. So you keep going. You keep going when you're discouraged. You keep going when you have fear. You keep going when you don't see the vision. You keep going when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you just keep putting your foot, in one foot in front of the other and going and going and going until you know you reach your goal or until you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So for me, hustle really is just work ethic and discipline. Because if you think about it, friend, a lot of people don't have those two things. And I think that those are the two things that make you successful in your career, but also make you successful in your um, side hustles, in your brands, because the most successful people have discipline and a good work ethic. Um, I think for us that we have hustled over the years, because the one thing that I, I love about the both of us, friend, is that we are both very smart and intelligent women. We are college-educated women, but we work our asses off in anything that we do or we set our mind to. I think that we have an amazing work ethic. I think that we have amazing discipline, and I think that we have amazing visions, and I think that we do the work. I think a lot of people don't do the work. I think that's another thing. I think for us, how we've Mm -hmm. hustled over the year is first and foremost that we've held each other accountable. And I know that if I don't do something that you're looking at me like, why you didn't do it? And if you don't do something, I'm looking at you like, okay, what was the issue? And I think for us that we've hustled over the years and how we've done that as we have written down a plan and we pivoted and we have reevaluated. But we've always known what the vision is and what the dream and the ultimate goal is. And we have put one foot in front of the other every single day since we have started this brand almost almost four years ago. We have been faithful to our brand when we've been tired. We've been faithful to our brand. We've been exhausted. We've been faithful to our brand when we didn't see the how, or we didn't see the light, or we didn't see, or we didn't think that it was taking off like we thought it was going to take off. We've been faithful and did the work when we didn't know how people were going to perceive it. But what we did is we held each other accountable we had discipline and we have work ethic and we kept at it and it's kind of like it's kind of like a brick we chipped at it until we chipped everything away and we kept going and I think for us we've just hustled hustling for us has meant really just being consistent and doing the work I think a lot of people think that hustling is just doing But what's the point of your doing? What's the part of your working? What's the point of what you're doing? I think that as you're working and hustling, you have to have a purpose to the hustle. And I think that you have to even it out and you have to customize that to what that looks for you. Because to me, hustling is not working every single day and being exhausted. That's not hustling to me. Uh, Hustling to me, like I said, is just having work ethic, having discipline and working working towards your goals. Um, consistently and I think that we have done that and I think that we continue to do that. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head with everything. I think the only thing I can add to that is I actually think hustling is what you make it like you have right. to figure out what your blueprint is for your business What your recipe is for your brand and figure out what your niche is and do that um, there's no one quick recipe for how to hustle and I think that you just have to figure out what that means for you I think that hustle is definitely a good mindset to have but like Shelby was saying like if you just are doing 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 just to be busy 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 you will get burnt out and you have to figure out well what am I actually doing that's why we think it's important to find your niche because if we're being 100 completely honest (laughs) when you have a great idea and you start it's not necessarily always going to go the way that you had in your head. And so you may have to pivot or may have to figure out, okay, well, that didn't really work like I thought it was going to. So let me try this. You also have to hustle in that way too, is figuring out what your lane is, because it may not always be what you think, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, And you know, I think for us, one of the biggest thing would be consistency because if it wasn't we wouldn't be here three or four years later so just being consistent through everything it really has paid off for us in subtle ways but it has paid off for us in big ways um especially when we start you know seeing traction in our podcasting because I think podcasting for us was not it well definitely wasn't our initial thought for our brand like that wasn't even something we wrote down in the beginning and then it eventually it was something like, oh, okay, let's try this. And it definitely has paid off for us by being as consistent as we are. So just know what you're hustling for, know what your hustle is, and I feel like it's going to pay off for you. So that's all I would add to that. Now let's get into our guest segment of the day, dreams and connections. This segment is catered to our go-getters who are going after their dreams and just killing it in their industry. So today we want to introduce to you Tarika, a wedding and lifestyle photographer, owner of Tarika B Photo. Based in Dallas-Fort Worth, Terika is a lifestyle and wedding photographer as well as a social media blogger. Outside of photography, being a mom and a wife keeps her busy. Terika uses photography and blogging as a way to express and show her creativity as well as be her own boss. She loves helping clients capture momentous occasions in their life and business, from styling the shoot to providing creative direction to capturing the shot. Terika is dedicated to bringing your vision to life through photography. So Shelby, let's welcome Terica to the show Terica, thank you
1: so much for joining And before we get started, I have to ask you What I usually ask Erica every episode What's good? What's popping? How are you feeling today?
2: I'm doing good I'm excited to be here today So thank you guys so much for having me Um, I'm just kind of ready to get started
1: Yay! Of course, of course So we are so excited to talk to you today So we are just going to jump right into it So... First and foremost, tell us about how your love, tell us about your love for photography and how it began.
2: Yeah, so it's funny because I love being behind the camera, taking pictures, but also like in front of the camera. So I feel like I'm just obsessed with all of it, um, but <laughs> I think it did more so start with me just kind of like always wanting to dress up and right. like in fashion and stuff and always saying, take my picture, take my picture, take my picture, and then <laughs> posting my pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I just started like taking other people's pictures, of course, started just on my phone when I didn't have a camera at that point. Right. Um, and I just kind of like like getting people's angles. And then when they seen the picture, they like the picture um, and things like that. So it just kind of started, I guess, organically. And then from there, I was like, oh, well, you know, let me see what, you know, I right. can make a business out of it. So right. that's kind of how it got started.
0: Yeah, so when like you said, making a business out of it. So what was it that actually made you um, decide to just be like, you know what, I'm a bet on myself. I'm about to launch this thing. I'm launching Terika B Photography. Um, so what made you actually say, hey, I'm doing this?
2: Yes. So I'll be honest. At first, I was working a full time job, of course. So I was always like, I don't have time. I, you know, I'm just so tired when I right. to get off. And That was just always my excuse as to why I didn't make a business out of it. Um, And then from there, people would like inquire. They would see my post. And then another friend of mine, Mm -hmm. um, we would take each other's photos. They would see her photos and start asking her, like, who took your photos? I was like, oh, you know, people are inquiring. (laughs) You know, and then that just kind of got me thinking about it a little bit more, but still didn't start it or, you know, make that move. Um, And then I was working my corporate job. It was like right after I had uh, Kinsley, my daughter and that the the position that i was in they just got rid of that position so they laid me and like a few other people off and everything just kind of like fell into place at that point so it wasn't even i wasn't even really sad about it i was like excited that oh i mean you know this is my perfect opportunity right um I don't know. I I didn't really have a lot of worry at at the time. I just kind of knew like, okay, everything is going to kind of happen at this point, how it's supposed to happen. So from there, I just kind of like started getting anybody in front of the camera that I could and just taking people's pictures, doing model calls. Um, and like I said, of course people were liking the work and then more people would start to inquire from there. Um, So that just kind of, I think, I guess I would say I was forced into it, kind of. Right. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) You know what? I really love how you just kind of, like, went with the flow. You were like, you know what? I got laid off. It's cool. So I'm going to go over here and I'm going to try this. And I think so many times, like, when we talk to people, um, about like following their dreams or doing something new. Oftentimes like they're so afraid to just do it or to just start mm-hmm. or to just bet on their self. So, you know, to hear you say, you know what, it just kind of organically happened or I just decided to, you know, give it a try and go full force. Like that just warms our heart because I feel like mm-hmm. that is like, just like half of it is doing it. So you yeah. get to this point, you launch your business So talk to us about, like, what did those first few months look like when you officially, like, launched and went full force?
2: So it was kind of slow at the beginning. (laughs) Um, I think just because I didn't really have an online presence, um, people didn't know, like, how to find me or what I did. And at that point, when I launched, I didn't even have a website. I just made an Instagram um, page for it and started like posting some of the pictures that I had. Right. Um, And then from there, just kind of like, I guess I just keep posting, keep promoting, keep getting people in front of my camera, but it wasn't like a steady source of income at that point. It was just kind of like here and there I would book shoots. um, And then, like I said, I was doing like a lot of free shoots or like shoots for like way under what my rate is now. Um, So, it was it was kind of a, a build up from the beginning. Right. But
0: and I think that's that's great that you mentioned that because whenever we have these great ideas or in your case like things kind of just happened as they, uh, they things just kind of aligned how they were mm-hmm. happening and um, a lot of us we have these great ideas but then we expect for boom we're gonna blow up and that's yes. just not necessarily yes. the, the <laughs> truth we have to actually grow our business and sometimes you won't see you know relevancy for the first several Mm -hmm. months, years, you know? So tell us uh, more about how you actually started navigating um, growing your business. Like when was that moment where you're like, okay, I see growth in what I'm doing?
2: So, excuse me. I started just doing more research on like the business side of it. So I think a lot of people think about just, oh, picking up a camera, you take nice pictures, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of photographers out here. That's like within the industry, you're going to have competition. So it's like, I was like, what can make me stand apart from like the next person? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. So I just started, like I said, looking at how I can like customize the customer experience. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like working it at my marketing jobs, that kind of gave me right. a little bit more knowledge than like the person who just knows like the camera side of it. Um, right. I feel like I didn't like the marketing side of it as well. Um, so mm-hmm. I was able to leverage that and just kind of make it Overall, better experience for my clients. So, the moment that they reach out to me, you know, what my follow up is, my branding, things like that, I was able to kind of customize that for each, you know, client or potential client.
1: Right. And it's so amazing that you were able to take, you know, your previous work experience that you had garnered through the years and that you have worked Mm -hmm. so hard for and apply it to your Mm -hmm. business. Because, kind of what you both said a little bit earlier is that, like, Everybody wants the glitz and glam of starting a business or entrepreneurship, but they don't necessarily think about the business portion, and the business portion is what makes you money. Like, that's what brings in the profits that we want. So, with your business, you focus on lifestyle photography for bloggers, influencers, and special occasions. So, how did you decide that that's kind of what you wanted to niche down and focus on?
2: Yeah, so I... Um, like I mentioned, me and my friend Andrea would like get together. We first started, when I first got my camera, it was to make YouTube videos. And <laughs> <laughs> from there, I mean, I liked it, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. So I was right. like, oh, and then we will also kind of meet up and like take each other pictures so that we can post on Instagram to promote like, hey, we got a new YouTube video and just to right. have Instagram pictures as well. Um, So like shooting her and she did like she was a blogger and things like that. And she would put the content on her website. Um, I was just like, I really like this, like helping brands, like, Mm -hmm. I guess, improve their online presence with, you know, uh, good photos for their websites, for their social media. Um, So I really want to just work with brands, bloggers and influencers. Um, But I started also booking like couples um and then I started doing weddings and I also didn't I knew I wanted to do bloggers and influencers but I didn't want to just go into that full force without trying everything else first right um I knew for sure I didn't want to do like newborn photography um it just wasn't (laughs) for me (laughs) and then um I mean I just like I said I just really like it and it's something that I know and I always like to take fashion pictures so I right like I, you know I was familiar with it um and and it came easy to me i would say as well so
0: That's good. We always say, you know, go with what, you know, go with your niche, Mm -hmm. go with what, how you can stand out from, you know, your competition. But another thing we always like to discuss, um, when we're like building this journey of our brand is Shelby and I, we always like to highlight the, uh, the transparency of it all. Like we were saying earlier, we don't want to just show or glamorize, like, boom, I made it. We also want to make sure that people understand there are downs to this. There Mm -hmm. are challenges. So can you tell us about what's been something that's challenging? that you've had to maybe overcome in your uh, photography business so far?
2: The main thing I would say is just comparing my business and my work to like the next photographer. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, So you see the photographer out there who's been doing it for four or five years and you comparing it to yourself and you only been doing it for six months, two years. So I kind of like always had to remind myself, like you just got started. Like you are not at that point yet. Um, right. but you know, I can't get to that point as long as right. I put in the work and build my business. So that's kind of the main thing, just kind of comparing myself and I still do it. It's something that I'm still overcoming, but just reiterating to myself and saying like, you know, this is where I'm at in my journey and my business, right. but you know, this is where I want to go. This is my goal. And I'll get to that point. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the main thing.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I feel like that's just human nature for everybody. And yeah. just mm-hmm. even whether you're on your personal journey or a business journey. And I am guilty of this. I was talking to Erica about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, I think it's human nature to just, you know, like compare yourself and different things like that. But to your point, you do have to just, you know, remind yourself that you're on your journey and when you pop off and all the things that you're accomplishing, you know, you're going <laughs> to... Get there and accomplish that too so yeah. to that point what's been something that you've accomplished so far in your business that has made you pat yourself on the back or just like made you be extremely proud of yourself
2: I would say making or I guess having a steady source of income out of it um I don't know. I think at the beginning, I just kind of focused on like wanting to take pictures, wanting to book clients, but I didn't have right. like a income goal in mind or anything like that. I mean, I knew I wanted to be successful and like make money right. and be able to pay bills, but <laughs> just seeing those numbers and like looking at that reporting and seeing that right. oh, I'm actually booking clients and they're actually like paying for you know my service, little old me over here, and I don't know that just kind of feels good to know that people will yeah. invest if you you know give good work and things like that. Um, yeah, just kind of having that income. Like I said, whenever I you know, was laid off, I was okay as far as I knew what my next step was. But we all had, you know, if you laid off and that was your income right. source. So it's like,
0: mm-hmm. okay,
2: what do I do now? You know, I got to <laughs> bring something in. So just being able to kind of replace that was right. Right. Yeah, it was good.
0: That's a that's a really cool story. I mean, it just shows you how what's meant for you is meant for you. Mm-hmm. What's supposed going to be. Um, And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are probably maybe they're in the same boat. Maybe they did get laid off or maybe they're just thinking about, I got to do something else. I can't clock in another day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And um, But they just don't really have the courage just yet to actually just launch that business or go forward. So what advice would you give somebody who wants to actually go ahead and launch a business or brand, but maybe scared to do so?
2: I feel like it's so simple and it's something we hear all the time and we see it on quotes all the time, but just do it is really like the (laughs) one statement that I would say. It's like, (laughs) just do it. I mean, yeah, I don't work like a full-time job anymore, but my daughter stays at home with me, so I'm like 24-7 with her. Um, So she keeps me more busy than like my photography. (laughs) And I have to work around her schedule. So it's not like I just have, like, all this free time in the world now to just, oh, I'm just doing photography, having all this fun. Like, I still have to, like, balance those things. So it's like, we all all have a lot on our plate, right? Um, but it's like, you make time for what you want to make time for. So, you know, you work your nine to five, come home, take a little break, and then work from five to nine. And then, you you know, work on your side hustle until that can be your main thing. Um, But right, And then another thing I would say is, like, I was kind of always concerned, like, oh, I don't have the most up- – when I first started, I don't have the most updated camera or I don't have every new lens that every photographer has. Um, like I said, I didn't even have a website at that point, but I just kind of kind of did, and it kind of started. Right. And like I said, people were just DMing me and booking, and then once I did get my website, I you know, it was right. more professional than they were going through um, the contact form and things like that. But I didn't have any of that when I first started, so it was just kind of like, I'm, I'm going to just do it and – People people if they wanna book you, they're gonna book you or if they want your service or they want your right. product. You put it out there, like if people want it, they'll they'll buy it. So
1: Right. And honestly, we just we just love that you stepped out on faith and you just mm-hmm. and you just figured it out as you went. And I think sometimes people Assume that when you have this desire, you have this heart that you have it, everything figured out, and that's not necessarily the case. So, me and Erica started, we didn't know anything, we didn't know how to start a mm-hmm. podcast, we didn't know how to run a brand, and some days we still don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> every day we get up and we try to figure it out, and I think that that's definitely what it's about. So, how can people get in touch with you if they want to book you, if they want to see your work? And trust me, her work is beautiful and you do want to oh, see how it works. So how can people get in <laughs> touch with you and book with you?
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and then I have a website. On uh, Instagram is at Photo. Same thing on Facebook. And then my website is com.
0: Thank you so much, Sherika, for joining us today. Your story has been so inspirational, like mm-hmm. just sharing, just being real about it. And that's what this whole segment is about. And girl, I'm telling you, when I get a man, I'm going to book you for my <laughs> <therapist's> photography. Let
2: <laughs> me know. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know yet, but when it happens.
2: <laughs> when it happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Of course. Thank you guys for having me.
0: So let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter and then we will give our advice on it. So the letter reads, Hi, Shelby and Erica. So how would you handle this? I just graduated college, which was a huge milestone because I never thought I would make it, and I am the first person in my family to finish college. My family threw a surprise party for me and invited all of my friends who have also graduated a little earlier than me, but two particular people didn't show up to my party, and I'm not sure why. I received a congrats text from both of them, but that was it. Later on that night, I saw on their Snapchat that they were hanging out together, but no invite. I felt some type of way because I have showed up for everything for the both of them with no questions asked. And I feel like they did the bare minimum for me, especially on such an important occasion. I don't ask much of people, but I expected to have the same treatment in return. Should I just take a mental note and adjust accordingly or is it worth confronting? Help. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you
1: want to go first, friend, because I just started talking, but here we go. Um. (laughs) me personally first and foremost congratulations on graduating that is a huge milestone like kudos to you congrats because I tell people all the time college is not for the weak for the uh weak minded or the weak hearted like if you do it like you do it for yourself so congratulations because that's a huge milestone and especially on being the first person in your family like that's amazing and that's such a huge accomplishment um congratulations also and you know kudos to the people that showed up for you Um, Because I think that that is so important. I think it's so important to be able to celebrate with people that you love and people that you care about and people that have supported you on your journey. In saying that, one thing that I've learned on my journey in life is that when you start accomplishing things or you have accomplishments or you start to do better than people, then people, people want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. And that's sad to say, but it's true. I think that you have to, like, look within yourself. I think for me personally, I would just take a mental note and adjust because if you thought so little of me that you couldn't even show up to my celebration, but you can go out and party, you can do what you want to do, then that's personally not the type of person that I would want in my life. Um I want to focus on people that show up for me. I want to focus on people that celebrate me. I want to focus on people that are in my life in the different seasons that I am encountering and that I do. So, but I feel like if it's really bothering you and it's on your spirit, then you should say something and you you should confront it. But what I will say is that if you confront them, you got to be where you got to be ready for whatever because if they were on Snapchat and they didn't try to hide it and they know that you looked at it then they're not going to have any remorse for what they did and they're not going to see a problem with what they did. So I think that if you confront it, you got to be ready for whatever and you got to decide like if they don't give you a good answer or an answer that stands up to the standards of a friend that you have, like what are you going to do? Are you going to let them, you know, continue to be bad friends or are you going to walk away from them I think for me I think another thing to note is that like I said as you continue to do better and progress through life you're going to see that people don't celebrate you and I think that it comes down to a number of things but I think that it comes down to first and foremost you outgrowing people and those people not serving you in your life anymore I think it comes down to people hating because like I said people don't want you to do better than them and I think it comes down to people just being very very selfish individuals so for me personally, my advice would be just to make a mental note and to adjust accordingly and to just be around and celebrate the people that are celebrating you and that are showing up for you. Because Eric and I had a discussion about this, like literally the other day, about how how we always show up for people, but how people don't necessarily show up for us. And I say that to say that you don't want to normalize that type of behavior and that type of treatment. Like make a conscious effort to remove those type of people from your life because those type of things bring you down. They affect you negatively and mentally and emotionally. And they're just not good for you. I think it's really important to have people in your life that reciprocate the love, the care, and the friendship that you give them. And those are the people that you can and those are the people that you give your energy to and those are the people that you put time into. But people that don't even celebrate you or can't even call or do or do what a friend is supposed to do. That's a problem. That's the issue. And you have to protect your space and your energy and your mind. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, it's the bare minimum for me. I don't like the bare minimum. And I think that people can just be so selfish. And they, they literally just only think about themselves and what they want to do. And as long as everyone shows up for me, I'm fine, but won't do the same. So I think uh, you should absolutely take a mental note and adjust accordingly. Because honestly, if they wanted to be there, they would have if they wanted to show up for you, they would have. If they wanted you to go out with them that later that night, they would have told you. So I think if you <sighs> confront them, just tell them, how, uh, you know, how it made you feel, of course, and address it in a way, um, and you know, that's not so confrontational. Because if you address it and say, Hey, this is how it made me feel, if they're really your friends and they really care about you, then it would. You're giving them another chance to show up and if they get it right that time, then that shows you that they care. But if they don't and they move like that again, they don't care. And that's your answer to just, you know kind of keep them at a distance. And we got to stop calling everybody our friends. And we got to stop, you know, um, thinking that everybody is the kind of friend that we are to them because it's just Ooh. not true. It's sad, but it's just not true. And sometimes I think we're just too grown to be telling other grown folks what they are doing is not cool because people know exactly what they're doing most of the time. And um, so, you know, especially if you showed up for them, um, I just feel like, as we get older and people fall off in different seasons of our life, that's absolutely okay. But because you always want to just go where you're appreciated, go where the love is reciprocated and, you know, go where you're not just tolerated, like go where people are celebrating you. And so we just, you know, honestly, we just have to stop settling for mediocrity and friendships too. You know what I'm saying? So I think, yes, if you, I say, if you really care about these people being in your life, Okay, confront them, tell you how how it made you feel. If they change, then they care. If they don't, you know, take that mental note and adjust accordingly. But I'm sad that happened to you. But congratulations on graduating. That is a huge deal and everybody should be celebrating you that knows, you know, your story with that. So I would say. You know, just don't even worry about it if they if they don't show up for you. You one thing that I had to learn is like stop. If someone doesn't show up for me that same way, that shouldn't change my heart on how I give. That should just change how I who I give to. You know what I'm saying? Some people be like, Oh, well, I'm never giving to anybody ever again because nobody ever shows up for me. Well, really, you just gotta change the people that you show up for. So Um, But you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer out there, send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we are going to leave you with the words of encouragement coming from Jeremiah 32, 27. It's real simple. It says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh is there anything too hard for me? So this tells me to basically stop putting limitations on God. It's almost like asking God for just a little bit because we either you know don't believe that we deserve it or that we don't believe that he'll actually do it for us. But if we remember that God is literally limitless his love for us is limitless. So why do we put limitations on God? So I have to remind myself personally to just, you know, take the limits off God. And I challenge myself to pray bigger, pray a limitless prayer. And I truly believe God will find joy like in our big faith prayers. So that's what it means to me. What about you, Shelby?
1: For me, it just really reminds me that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm enduring, no matter what I have on my plate, like a lot of times I think about, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. Oh my gosh, this is just too much to handle and it's too hard and that nobody can help me. But this reminds me that it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how hard it is, how overwhelming it is, how much it is overtaking my life and consuming me, that God already knew that 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 was going to occur and that it was going to happen to me. It's not a surprise to him. It's a surprise to me. And if it's not a surprise to him, that means that it is not too hard for him. It is not too overwhelming for him and it's not too consuming for him. And I think that this really just reminds us that whatever we are enduring in life and whatever is consuming us, that even though it may be a lot for us, it's not a lot for God. And that sometimes he puts us in those positions, in those situations so that we can rely on him and find him. And instead of relying on our own intuition, because I don't know about you, friend, but every time I've tried to do it by myself, it hasn't worked. I have failed. I have fallen shorts um it has not worked out but when I gave it to God when I laid it all at his feet when I just said God I ain't got it in me so you gonna have to do what you do that's when I felt things being alleviated that's when I felt you know better and lighter and not like things were so hard for me. So, I really just encourage you that whatever you're carrying or whatever your burden is, to just really just to give it all to God and to remember that it's not a surprise to Him and that whatever you come to Him about, I don't care how horrible it is, I don't care how much it is, I don't care how time consuming it is, it is not too hard for Him. He is ready to alleviate your fears, He is ready to alleviate the burdens that you're carrying. A lot of times, He just wants us. To come to
0: him. Right. Um, So on that note, let's go ahead and pray by your head. Close your eyes. If you're driving, just sway with it. so dear god we come to you in the name of jesus and we thank you for blessing us with another day full of life and your limitless limitless love we pray over every person listening to our podcast right now and that we will begin to see you bigger than we ever have before and that we will begin to believe bigger ask for bigger and that you will show us bigger than we've ever seen and that we will experience your limitless love more than we ever have this week. We thank you that nothing is too hard for you and that we trust and believe that whatever we ask for in faith, we will receive according to our, to your will. We thank you for your goodness and faithfulness and we know and believe and that we have received what we ask for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.